and welcome to another New Game Plus. This time we're talking rhythm games. For those who are new to our New Game Pluses, uh, this is a little genre recommendation section where we tend to go through five categories of you know, introductory games for people with little to no experience, foundational games for those who've got a bit of experience, interesting takes on the genre, our current definitive interpretation, and, you know, a hidden gem or acquired taste to throw in there. And I'm joined once again, of course, by my two lovely co-hosts, Paula. Hello. And Rick. Hello. And yours truly, Alex. So why don't we get started just by talking a little bit about rhythm games in general um, and what we are sort of classifying as rhythm games. Because I think personally what I've taken is not just, you know, games that have music to them, but have some component of timing required, right? Wherein, you know, heavily involves music, but the main kind of mechanics of the game require you, um, you know, synchronizing with a beat or with some sort of type of beat in general. Um, yeah, I don't know. You have anything to add to that? What do you think? I think that's pretty comprehensive. I think this is probably the easiest one to define. There's like the least room for ambiguity. We definitely like in the lead up to this, we're saying, well, maybe things like Sonar or Wild Hearts, if we need them, because yeah, it's kind of like a, a lane runner thing, but it's musical. I actually think the vast majority of what we've gone for here is pretty distinctly rhythm. I don't think there's much of a question there well it kind of uh, like we were talking about this before it's a little shocking almost how um how many rhythm games there are and you know i sort of thought to myself mm. like i don't know am i gonna have enough like but some of our genre recommendations were, feels like sometimes we're scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit um but for this one i like opened up and i, I was spoiled for choice this is one of those situations where i was like ah crap i know i'm leaving off some amazing games um from doing this i mean we mentioned it won't show up on our any of our lists, but Guitar Hero is one of the big ones. That's not because at this yeah. point it's kind of yeah. been eclipsed, right? Um, and it's still important to I feel important to mention because it really did, at least for me, I think that game kind of kicked off my love of rhythm gaming. Um, along with the DS. The DS had some good rhythm games. So those are kind of my, my intros. But I was telling uh my host before we started that I I used to be so like one something that's really popular, at least in Canada um, and the U.S. and I don't know elsewhere, but we have we would have like summer camps, um, so like overnight week long summer camps that you would send your kids to, and they're kind of like outdoorsy nature adventure kind of things where you know you're like doing rock climbing and like you know canoeing and and sleeping in cabins and stuff, that kind of thing, right? Um, and so I loved that place, and I eventually became like a junior counselor there, and then I did some counseling work. Um, and so whenever in the evenings. We had this like upstairs loft in like our big main area. So it's like this wooden cabin and there was just one TV up there and a fucking PS2 <laughs> with Guitar Hero 2. And man, we played the shit out of that game. Like every night we'd come up and we would just take turns um, playing that thing to death. And I've, I've since then fell in love with the rhythm games. <laughs> it was an OG party game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much. I remember going to Chuck E. Cheese with some family, and we played the hell out of the uh, Guitar Hero game they had over there, like over and over and over again. It was like just, uh, it's almost addictive to a degree. I also forgot because like they have Guitar Hero still at um, 
at a lot of uh, like arcades and stuff that it was mostly covers. Like I, I don't think I really almost entirely. It's basically all covers, yeah. Which at the time I think I it just like totally passed me by that that's what it was. Um, and maybe because Rock Band ended up actually licensing the songs, that that's why I kind of think I sort of missed that a little bit. But I was like, oh wow. These are all covers. <laughs> Depends what era of Guitar Hero you were in as well, because I think yeah. once you got to like World Tour, which was number four, yeah. by then it was big enough that they could justify just licensing the tracks. Um, but the first couple, and also like shout out Guitar Hero for the DS and the Carpal Tunnel Syndrome <laughs> that it gave me and many like yes. But that also had quite a few. Do you know what? Great though. Like, I don't know how you could possibly do it better. I remember there was um, like a knockoff called Rock Revolution or something, and it came with like a rubber thing that made the drum pads on the DS touching. It's just like, God, why? Right. <laughs> like, and it gives you a degree of appreciation for the monstrosity that uh, Vicarious Visions made to make Guitar Hero happen on the DS. And there was, I mean, it created a, in retrospect, just nightmare of like uh, peripheral gaming at that point. Like DJ Hero. I I, I owned DJ Hero. Oh, and shit. That's a deep cut. Yeah, it was a good... You know what? It was pretty fun, but it was really fucking stupid. Like, even when I owned it, I was like, this is stupid. I know this is stupid. I'm having fun, <laughs> but this is stupid. <laughs> I'm judging myself right now. Right? But I was so... I was in deep, man. It was like... I was like, I need my plastic. <laughs> Give me my peripherals. <laughs> um yeah. Well, why don't we, with that then, why don't we, um, I'm sure we'll have plenty of little tangents that'll come along on this because rhythm games, if they, if they do anything, they certainly tap into something um, nostalgic, that for me at least. Um, but why don't we for pop sure. in first with our kind of intro games that we've picked? And so again, this category is mostly like us thinking about games where it doesn't feel like there's a lot of you know difficulty jumping into it or it has a good onboarding. Um, so how about Paolo, why don't you uh, hit us with what you've got there? I got two uh, rhythm games here, which, by the way, they're kind of my, I want to say uh, my first uh, rhythm games that I play like on an actual uh, thing that I own, either a computer or console or a tablet, and that is Demo. Uh, at the time, it was for Android and iOS, I think. I think it is right now on Switch. I own it on Switch, so and yeah, it is. Also, <laughs> yeah. And also that it is on PC. So to start with demo, the interesting part about it is that they try to emulate you playing a piano mm -hmm. in this in the way the the you have to press the uh, press the touch screen to have the thing actually work. And I remember the music being like very memorable and very that that sounds stupid. Anyway, it's um, very anime. -esque. Very <laughs> anime is, but also it has very soothing tracks that I adored, and I remember having like the demo version of Demo and just playing those tracks like over and over again because at the time I didn't have money to just pay for the full version. Hmm. And the other game that I remember that I liked, and I haven't played this a lot, but I used to play this with uh friend from university while, while we were waiting for the teacher to show up, and that is Osu. And the thing is, is that you have to move a platform to, if I remember, catch fruit or something like that. And that fruit is going to fall at the rhythm of the music. And I feel like those two are 
more, I want to say more intuitive, like on one you just press wherever the notes are falling to, which by the way is always the bottom of the screen. More on that later. And the other one is more like just scroll, not scroll, like move your platform left and right and catch the fruit. And the thing about the Osu community is that they have a lot, there's a lot of, I want to say like homework tracks. So you can find like pretty much anything, any track ever, any piece of music with Osu. And that is a big, um, a very big thing, like pro Osu pretty much. It's a hallmark of the genre as well, right? Like you'll still find people making custom tabs for Guitar Hero, um, things like Taiko no Tatsujin, some of the other games that we're going to come to later, like mapping your own tracks and creating your own things to go with it. Uh, it's very much a, a part of um, getting involved in these kinds of games. True. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. whatever that goes into uh, PC, because it is easier to um, just mod for it for sure yeah yeah well and this is the thing with a lot like the with rhythm games in general like they to me are the games that are the most frequently just like hacked right away because like immediately mod communities pop up to create their own tracks for it right because ultimately licensing gets in the way like i don't i don't have a my copy of beat saber is like you know I've, I have definitely <laughs> jailbroken that game so I can play whatever I want on it, right? Because, like, the mod... You wouldn't steal a so car. Good. Yeah, I know. I would, though. <laughs> if it was digital. <laughs> Please open up. You hear it here first. Yeah, all you hear is... <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. And, and Demo's interesting, too, because that was one that actually might, this might sort of tie in. I, I was suggesting Demo as well. I don't particularly love Demo. Um, I think it's kind of fun. Um, I think it's a little bit too, like, just, there's just so much shit in it. Like, when I got the Switch one, and this this is a, like, it's a good and bad thing in some ways, because, like, sometimes with rhythm games, you know, yeah, it's, you, you want to have a lot of songs, right? You do. You want to have lots to play through. But then also, sometimes you're like, holy shit, where do I start? Because <laughs> there's just, like, so much stuff and not a lot of, like, guidance um, because I think there are, the, and like, maybe this is sort of the, I guess you could call like the, the, I don't know, I would consider like the big defining difference between rhythm games. Like there are the games that it's straight up, like they're just like, this is a game where we have created a set of mechanics that are just around hitting and timing. And that's all there is to this game. And then there are rhythm games that have tried to incorporate some type of story into them. And I personally tend to, lean a little more to those story ones. Those are the ones that I remember the most, usually at least. Um, and Demo is one of those ones where I, there is little bits of story in it. Um, very little bits. Um, but it was just, it's just so big. And like, cause on Switch, I think it combines all the Android, um, like a lot of the Android releases. Cause I think on Android, like you were mentioning, it was like, it didn't like release free and then you could buy a bunch of packs and stuff. Yeah, I do remember that you could, kind of play it for free but there's a lot of stuff behind a paywall mm. and so on switch they basically just like combined all the paywall stuff and they're just like here you go just buy this as like uh, as a package kind of deal um, and i think you can still buy some stuff because there's so much shit back <laughs> um so yeah it, basically it's a pretty good spot if you want to just get you know 
accustomed to rhythm games in general, it's like you're probably going to get a pretty good bang for your buck if you pick up Demo. <laughs> Absolutely. How about... You also had Demo on your recommendations as Alex, so you want to talk about the other one? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll chat a little bit about... Oh, yeah, sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were going to add anything else, but that sounds good. I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like I said, Demo, I just think it's a good start. But the other one on my list, and the reason I kind of picked two here is because realistically, today in 2022, the intro game is Demo. In my heart, it's Rock Band 3 <laughs> because I just <laughs> absolutely love, and like real honestly, Rock Band 1, 2, 3, like I, I love all of them. I would play like my next door neighbor um, had the big TV and so I would bring over my rock band, like drums and shit. And we would just like me and a bunch of like grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of dudes who are like almost my age. And we would just like do a rotation, right? Where like one guy's on microphone, guitar, bass, drums. And we would just swap every song and we would play like so for so long. Um, and it was the absolute best. Like I got, I got quite good at the drums um, on Rock Band 3. And for me, it felt like such a good, like it was a game that I could introduce anyone who didn't know how to play games. I could just sit them down and be like, which one do you want to try? And like, there was guaranteed going to be something they could do. Like oftentimes for someone who's brand new, I'd be like, all right, you just, you're going to do the bass track on easy. And then like, they would be like, oh, okay. And they start to like get their fingers used to it. And then they, you know, ramp up. And now it's like, oh, you want to do guitar? And like, there's just this natural curve or like the microphone. People know karaoke, right? Like they understand fundamentally how this works. Um, and it was always nice because usually they would want to do those ones. And I was like, yes, because I always loved playing the drums. <laughs> so much fun. I was like, yeah, I wore the shit out of my rock band drums. <laughs> like they pretty sure they were just busted by the end of it. Um, like you had to hit like on a specific spot at, at a certain point. But again, the problem with this game now is just that like you, no one wants to store that shit, you know, like the amount of wires and just plastic peripheral junk that came with that game was absurd. Like my mom hated it. <laughs> she was like, all oh, these damn drums and guitars. <laughs> my family outright refused to buy the, like the Guitar Hero World Tour pack because they're like, we're yeah. not having the drums and we're not doing the whole thing. So I had to slum it with a single guitar. Such are the first world problems that I experienced. I, know, right? I got lucky and I got that rock band. Well, the World Tour one I hated though. It had the stupid symbols and I was like, fuck off, bro. Um, that's, that's too I much. I, I don't play drums. So I was just like, no, no, cool, I know. Cool. I, I was just like, it's too far for me. <laughs> I was like, I love rock band. It just had the four, the four of them. I mean, the symbols are okay, but whenever I would look at those, because they had these two little like triangular, like supposed they to be. They did, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. worry when I saw that, I, I was looking at that and I was like, I've been playing rock band for so long and I was like, bro, those are going to snap so fast. <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. I bet they did as well. I'm, I'm, I'm positive they must have. Um, and World 2 is really like a response to Rock Band, right? And I, I don't think it did very well comparatively. I'm sure it did great. Um, but Rock Band kind of exploded, right? Like Harmonix just was kind of like, here we go. Because wasn't it, wasn't it like the developers of Guitar Hero who went off and did Rock Band? Like, wasn't that how it I haven't got a clue. Um, Let us know in the comments down below, right below the like button. Yeah, I'll et probably et look et it up while... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Guitar Hero 2 was developed by Harmonix. And then, and then um, it was Vicarious Visions from then on, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, because I think Guitar Hero 3 is... Let me see. Is that, is that Vicarious Visions? Let's find out. I think so. Oh, it's like... Yeah, it's like five developers. <laughs> yeah, Activision Classic. Yeah, I think Vicarious Visions like led it, but it was basically... It's developed by Neversoft. And um, 
vicarious you know like they all had weird name changes but harmonics went and did rock band sure. and so i remember i like kind okay. of jumped ship i did play guitar three it was fun it's not a bad game at all it was really good actually but rock band was just like the i'd say the realization also you want to know something a little upsetting now do you, do you guys remember like when rock band was released <laughs> oh god i want to say like Take a guess. Uh... maybe oh six that is like, like right so close yeah, two maybe oh seven. I know it was like early in the PS three three sixty gen. Yeah, that makes me hurt a little bit. That's fifteen. That's fifteen years old at this point. But that means the first the first Guitar Hero would have been yeah. what like oh two oh three. It must have been. Yeah, Guitar Hero um, was it was two thousand five actually. No, wow, that's crazy how fast that is actually. I didn't yeah. I didn't realize how quick it was. Yeah, it was Guitar Hero. They fucking churned them out. Yeah. yeah, because Guitar Hero. Three and Rock Band came out at the same time. Then that was a time to be alive. Let me tell you, I had Guitar Hero three. It was October two thousand seven, and then Rock Band was November of two thousand seven. I had both, and I was happy as hell. She <laughs> <You> did, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because then yeah, then Guitar Hero two was two thousand six. Yeah, that was a fucked time. It was like two. It was a yearly release, which makes perfect sense actually. Because come on, you're just making tracks. Like it's, it's come on, it's not that hard. Modders make this shit in like a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, of course they were like you know improving things with each time, but I think that's probably w- like where everything went to shit though, right? Because like the market got s- extremely saturated in um, all of these games. I didn't even realize there was a Rock Band four, but I guess there was, <laughs> which came out in 2015. That seems like past its time, but <laughs> that's. Is that when they tried to do like the revival, like right at the same time as Guitar Hero on live or whatever they did? Oh it? yeah, Guitar Hero Live, yeah. They both weirdly came back at the same time, and they both got it just not quite right. Because mm-hmm. Guitar Hero did like the two fret thing with the white and black buttons, but also they made it a live service. And I feel like Rock Band did something different that made you buy all new controllers again. Yeah, and whatever they did was just not quite right for the community, and it no. didn't really get the traction it needed. I think Rock Band Four is weirdly enough still like, like they're still supporting it. I'm pretty sure, like there are still tracks maybe that come out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Guitar right. Hero Live is outright dead. Yes, it is. Well, because you know, then we had things like Ubisoft came with Rocksmith, which was like the natural conclusion, right? Like I wouldn't even call that a because you literally plug it into an instrument. It's an adapter rather than. It's like a literal, like, it's a literal teaching tool. <laughs> I was going to say, I almost don't, I'm, yeah, it's a game. I almost don't class it as a game. It's like a, like you say, it's a, a teaching tool. Right. And that's where, like, it, it felt like kind of the natural end point of this, where it was like, all right, well, let's just actually learn guitar. And apparently it's very good. Very <laughs> successful. So anyway, but yeah. sorry, there, there was my other tangent on Rock Band 3. But again, these games were just like, it, it was a flash in the pan, you know? It was like a brief not even a decade, right? Because Rock Band 4 at that point, it was dead, right? So like, it was like five to six years of plastic guitar bliss. <laughs> and then they just whoo, like fizzled away, right? Um, yeah. Now there's just I mean, dudes who kill through the fire and the flames on Expert on YouTube. <laughs> yep. To segue that across though, like it's interesting because I also have a game I picked and a game I wanted to pick but couldn't because it's literally dead. The game I've picked is Citus. The game I wanted to pick, and I, the face Alex pulling makes me think he remembers this game now too, Tap Tap Revenge. I forgot this until right now, and you've just like shot 
fucking adrenaline into my body. I love this that game. breaks every time I remember that it's not a thing anymore. It was like three-lane Guitar Hero, but on your phone. It was, it was so, so good. good. It was so and they good. Had, like, <laughs> they, they also like sold like EP packs for like artists. There was like a Katy Perry one. There was um, a Coldplay one. Like all kinds of just different, and you'd pay three pounds for each one, and you'd like it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't care. It, that was like peak yeah. iOS era, you know. Like I was oh. just, like, oh my god, dude, you just unlocked. Like I forgot about this game. You unlocked so many memories right now. I would like sit there and fucking play Tap Tap Revenge yeah. like, all the time. My thumbs hurt. And you could two player on the one phone. You'd have both lanes on the phone, and you'd hold each end. Oh, that's a that's a surefire way to snap your phone app, but. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, Paolo, you never because you can't get it anymore. Um, I know. Yeah, it's just it gone. hurts, and there's nothing quite like it on devices anymore, which again is quite strange to me. Anyway, um, yeah, there really isn't. I'm weird that game hasn't just continued, but I guess I guess the issue with rhythm games is that they're licensing hell. Like they they have to be flashing the pan because yeah. they literally have a, an expiry date on when they're when the music is allowed to be on the game. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much. It's um it's also like an indictment of the state of play of like iOS preservation. Because to memory, that game was never on Android. And yeah, like trying to emulate or replay older iOS titles is fucking awful. It it basically can't be done at the moment unless you have a device with it on it and or are willing to sort of jailbreak and try and move things or anyway. Because I had it on episode. my fucking uh, iPod Touch. That's what I played. That yeah, shit same. Plants vs. Zombies same. and shit, yeah. <laughs> um, on modern phones, you can play Citus, though. And Citus is really cool. So Citus is that kind of thing. But the the time of the music moves up and down on the screen. And the buttons appear as it's moving over. Um, it can be a lot more creative because it uses the whole screen. You're not limited to specific lanes. Um the reason I also picked it as a beginner um, game, like an introductory one for rhythm stuff, is because it's just so varied. There's a real selection of different musical genres, um, of scale, of difficulty, of taste. Uh, there's lots of options in terms of like extra songs in different um, genres, even beyond what the base game gives you. Um, and it's just really well done. I do need to look. There's a, a Switch version that has like a load of the songs on. But I don't know if it's like handheld only or if there's like weird ass button controls or how on earth that's supposed to play. So I need to find out. But the the mobile version, brilliant. Can't recommend it highly enough. Um, so moving on, unless anyone's got anything to add on, on these bits, maybe we'll just uh, tag into foundational games. So for people with a bit more experience. Um, and I'll tag you in, Paolo, because uh, you picked a game for whom there is actually a... a, a track pack on Citus. So that might be a nice segue in. Yeah, I picked Hatsune Miku Project Diva X and I actually tried to play this game and I stuck at it. <laughs> like, big time. Um, the thing about this is that I feel like this is like the perfect game for anyone who really wants a challenge. Mm. In particular. Yeah. And... Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> like you're turning against I mean, guys. That's also the Hatsune Miku experience because it's fan service. The game, like yes. those, those games, baffle yeah. me because there's this pull, this push pull thing of like you really need to be paying attention to the music and where the fuck those buttons are going. But also, like 
you've got anime waifus in the background. And if you're the kind of person that's playing that game, that's probably half the reason you're playing that game. It's like trying yeah. to play Pong, but you've got like footage from, um, fucking called, um, ah, oh, well, the joke doesn't work anymore, but you know, the game, like the dead or alive characters and they play volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Dead or alive beach volleyball? <laughs> no, 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 dead no, no, no. Or alive it's like a, like, maybe. Or are you talking about Which Top Gun? I, <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. Scene. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. Pick, pick your poison, but like try to do something <laughs> intricate over the top of that. <laughs> I get what you're putting down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I very much picked it because um, unlike other video games that I play, there isn't like a specific place where you're not notes are going or like where you have to press before like where you have to press the note on the screen isn't like consistent every time so you really have to be paying attention to what the fuck is going on on the screen otherwise you are probably not gonna get uh, any score on that uh on that track because if you don't um if you don't Played in a way that you get like a minimum amount of points, or like if the crowd doesn't like you, you're out and used. So you, and it isn't very um, forgiven like at all, if I remember correctly. My memory of this one is hazy because I only played like a couple of times, but I do remember it being like very hard. Uh, so yeah, that's why I, it's still a lot of fun when you're getting it right. It's not a lot of fun when you're not. There's, uh, I want to say, a similar-ish game later down the line, but it is, it has like everything that makes it like great, I guess. But it has a lot of stuff that to make it easier. Um, let's go with Alex Design, I think. Sure. Yeah. What um, is that game that you have over there? Oh, this is my. Maybe my favorite rhythm game, <laughs> uh, Elite Beat Agents. I fucking love this game so much. And when I say favorite, it's purely nostalgic. I, well, actually, that's not true. It's really fun to play still. Uh, I, I played them yeah. recently, actually. I played this and the second one. And I fucking love this game so much. The the touchscreen with the... I mean, it is, a, it is like kind of uh, dancing with fate a little bit on like destroying your DS's touchscreen, but... <laughs> Um, the way this game works is essentially um, we only got one of them in the West, um, the first game, um, which honestly they changed a lot actually when they brought it over. Um, it's basically its own version. The track list is like sixty percent different, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the second game though is perfectly playable even if you don't speak Japanese because it's all in cartoons. Like, yeah, you miss some stuff, but it doesn't matter. You're there to do the rhythm gaming. Um, but what yeah. I loved about these is like you have like the you know basically you have like little circles and dots that appear and it's like one two three four and then you can like hold and like drag across and like you're basically trying to like hit within the proper rhythm as like you have like circles coming down and so you're trying to time it right at the right moment. Um, God, I love this it's so good. And the thing is, I got fucking good at this game back in the day. Like I beat it on its absolute like secret hardest difficulty, which let me tell you, that shit was not easy <laughs> like that was like the full-on just like i don't know it's like the, the beauty of youth right where i had time to just sit and become a master at a game you know <laughs> I was yeah like, 
<laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And it's really yeah. it's interesting because I'll talk about this a little bit later, but like I I am quite good at rhythm games where I'm sticking to a beat, right? I can do that. If there's an offbeat, I'm fucked. And so the nice thing with the Leap Beat Agents is that it sticks to a good beat and I can hit it up and it was just like, it worked perfectly for me. Um, so anyway, I love this one and the sequel I also recommend. Um, you can get them on, you know, just get them on your DS now. Just just hack that DS, man. You know, get a 3DS. Pop that shit on there. Play those games. Have a good time. You will not regret it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will jump back in. My, my cool, bit of a left field one. Uh, Jam with the band. Interestingly, another one that like started in Japan and took forever to come over here. Um, I think it was called Digasso Band Brothers over there. Something like that. Um, and it's an interesting one because not only does it have like a kind of story modey thing and loads of Nintendo music because it's a first party Nintendo game, um, but it also has a pretty robust track editor. Um, where you can make your own music and share it online, um, do all those sorts of things. When it first came out, there was like a real community around it. And obviously those servers are shut down, so it's a little bit different now. Um, but the actual core like rhythm game of it is still pretty strong. Um, it's all like button combinations. It's this weird halfway house between the sort of facsimile that a lot of games like Guitar Hero will do and actual just music because you're like on a time thing and it's all moving through it's a good game it's an interesting side one and i think in terms of the way these games go for people really getting into them and building their own tracks it was a really cool step up at the time i think it's very very playable nowadays as well so that's why i've picked that one this is interesting Um, it was never released in north america it was only released in europe Oh, as if. I sort of assumed it would have gotten an NA release with the European release. The European release was quite late for what it's worth. Yeah, um, no, they never... Yeah. It didn't do great here. I got my copy for dirt cheap because they were just trying to get rid of them. And it's a sequel. Sequel? Um... Yes, yeah, Digasso Band Brothers DX. It's like the second one, I think. Yeah, which uh, Digasso Band Brothers DX, I think, is... No, there's is jam with the band yeah okay yeah so there's two of them oh neat oh i got some new rhythm games to play <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> right yeah so Sick. should we pull through to our interesting take on yeah. this genre? um now alex and pal you have both put cadence of hyrule um i think that that's one to jump straight into because that is an interesting take and it's one that i've admired from afar but i'm yet to play so i would like to hear you both talk about that. So, Cadence of Hyrule is, I want to say, um, an, almost a spiritual successor, like another way to play Crypt of the Necro Dancer, but with a Zelda skin over it. But on, not only that, it has some quality of life. I want, it's not significantly better. Like, it's significantly, and it also has like, it's like changes that makes it more accessible. Like you don't lose your items that you pay for um, if you die. Because in Grave of the Negro Dancer, if you die, you will lose everything. It is a rock Yeah. 
Yeah, like Crypt of the Necrodancer uh, is essentially a roguelite, right? Whereas Cadence of Hyrule is an action-adventure game or action-adventure rhythm game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah be the best way to describe it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't finished Cadence of Hyrule, so maybe you have more to say about it, Alex, because oh, yeah. all I know it, it it is fun. It has Zelda music, so and remix Zelda music, which is awesome. And oh. it has like very interesting mechanics to the to the exploration and combat. But yeah. go ahead, Alex. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love both. So I love Crypto the Answer and Cadence Viral, though I will admit I do think Cadence Viral is like a significantly better game. Um, just because Crypto the Necrodancer is really neat, it's a fun entry, but I also think it, it burns people pretty quickly because it's quite difficult. Um, and the roguelike nature of it just means you die a lot and you don't really feel like your progress is all that significant. But the way it kind of works is that you essentially, you move to the beat, right? So, and like people won't move unless you're moving. And so as you move, and if you time it to the beat well, you get like better, um, stronger attacks and everything and like essentially it's it's highly um they're trying to motivate you to play consistently on beat and you can grow, uh, build up like combos and like it's great it's actually kind of similar to another one that you picked uh paula in a lot of ways um that we'll talk about in a second here but I really loved Cadence of Hyrule because it, it does have a genuine story and like a lot of exploration and fun. And, you know, I've been meaning to actually go back and play it again because they released um, DLC to play through as like this different character with like a slightly different story. Um, and I, I do want to try that. Um, and it was just free. They were just like, here you go. Here's an update with this character now. Have fun. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember it really fondly. And again, I, I you know, I picked it because I, th I think hopefully it's kind of obvious why it's sort of an interesting take because it is a very different look at rhythm gaming, right? Where we're in, yeah, you're not necessarily like you are still trying to match to a beat, but you have this kind of free flowing movement throughout the world um, and so much more to like consider. It's it's a really good blend of um, of Zelda and rhythm, but also what I think makes Cadence so interesting is that fact that it's this blend of Zelda and rhythm because when you play Crypt of the Necrodancer, I don't think, like, I never played that and thought, like, this would be a great Zelda game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wasn't, like... Yeah. I mean, the closest thing it reminded me of is, like, Shovel Knight or something, right? Like, it was of that era of 2D um, indie games where you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then, but once you play it, you're like, oh, this is an inspired choice. This makes perfect sense. Um, which is a testament to the developers, right? Because the only way that you get that feeling is if it's been so well considered. So, and the music is so good. Like, oh man, the Zelda music we already know is fantastic, but like the remixes that they do in this game are fucking awesome because they're basically just given like the full suite of Zelda songs to choose from, right? There's like, whatever you want. And so they were like, great, we'll take everything, please. <laughs> and they just like go to town with it. Um, and it's really, it's a neat game too, because you can play through as like a bunch of different characters. You can play through as the kind of Crypt of the Necrodance character. I think you can play through as Zelda and you can play through as Link. Um, and then now there's other characters too. So like it's, 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 it is a Zelda game, but it is quite different. But honestly, like I would put it in rank with the other 2D Zeldas. Like it really is one of those ones that I think it's kind of a shame that people sort of are like, oh yeah, no, like I, I don't hear it talked about a lot as like a Zelda game because I know it's kind of a spinoff, but I'm like, really though, it really is a 2D Zelda um, just with this rhythm mechanic because it maintains the item, finding the items. Um, it maintains exploration. It has dungeons. 
Um, it's got kind of everything you'd want from uh, from a Zelda game um, in a really fun package. And it's not so, like, it's not so, it doesn't punish you a lot for missing beats, right? Like, they really wants to teach you to do it, but there are sections of the game where you can just walk through freely. Um, it's when you've got enemies around, then now you're into the boom, 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 like going on to the rhythm and the beat. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that's Kate's Hawk. I, I, I love that thing. But the other one that I, that I saw you pick there, which I'm actually excited to start playing soon. Uh, Paula, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I find it's actually quite similar to Cadence of Hyrule in some ways. Yeah, let me... I just uh, remembered I have, like, just another one. <laughs> but uh, Metal Kill Singer. This game is awesome. It is a first-person shooter, a rhythm first-person shooter. And the thing about it is, is that you can only shoot or hit your enemies at the, like, at the time with the music. And you have like this um, cursor thing on the screen that tells you like whenever like the, the, you are able to shoot and you also have like the music to go with it as in the group of Necromancer and Kid of Some Hero series. And... It it also it 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 puts you like into this state of like just going through through the stage, hitting all these demons, and you enter like this kind of flow. Mm. And it is a very very interesting experience because I don't usually play first person uh, shooters because I get sick, very very sick. But for this one, I had to. I had to make the exception to play this one because between the uh, rock or metal music and between the almost the adrenaline you get from the uh, game itself, which is a very fast paced uh, first venture shooter, it kind of blends in a very ni nice package. So I totally recommend this one. It came out this year. Yeah, it's on Game Pass too. Um, I remember we played, I think we all played right. the demo of it. We all played the demo, I was going to say, yeah. I think too, what might be working in this game's favor is because from what I remember, and I'm just going to uh, very handily check how long to beat right now, um, <laughs> that it's not mm. a very long game. Um, yeah, it's a four hour game, like uh, which I think, to be honest, that sounds so perfect to me, right? Because like, my issue with Doom and all that stuff is that like I would play through it and it was just too much. Like I just kind of burnt out at a certain point. So I'm like, man, like four hours of this kind of rhythm, Doom type action, I think is probably just the right amount, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. I agree. It's the, For all the qualities of the new Doom games, they are a little bit overlong. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of um, you hit a wall eventually, right? Hmm. Yeah. Like, there's something about rhythm games that, and you, no, just the action games in general, like when you go through so much, so many levels of, of it, or like so much time of it, you kind of like, I don't know, go numb in a way. Like, your brain go, just goes numb, and it's like you're mm. not quite really enjoying it. You're just going with the flow of it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Well, Rick, what about you? Tell us what 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 do you got here? 
So <clears throat> I've kind of gone for two games. The first one is one that um, Paolo's going to talk about a little bit later. So I'm just going to name check Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Um, I think it's an interesting take. One, because there's a real story component to it. I think more so than anything else that we've picked. Um, it's yeah. kind of like a visual novel yeah. that happens to have music tracks you play in the middle. Um, and also because it's interesting to me that it recontextualizes music that I already enjoyed in a different situation, mm. which is also kind of the setup for the other game that I've picked, which is Theatre Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call for the 3DS. Not to be confused with the upcoming Switch version, which is going to have some live alive music, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. But it's, I think, going to be paid DLC, which I'm not so excited about. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But Curtain Call, incredible. The reason that this is quite interesting is... For anyone who's not familiar with the setup, they've designed the battles in such a way as to look visually a bit like a classic Final Fantasy four party members on the right, enemy on the left. And the music that comes is segmented between those four lines. Um, it involves combinations of tapping um, the button and flicking the C-stick. You can also do a variation of touch controls. Um, and by completing sequences on each line that engages an attack from the character, it's all built in the music. You also have like field segments that are a single continuous line, and you see a chocobo or your character just wandering through a field. Um, helps that the music underlying it is fantastic and is only enhanced by having the focus placed on it a little bit. Beyond that, it's such a novel way of handling the rhythm side of things. It's at once very simple and accessible and immensely readable and also balls to the wall difficult in parts, particularly as you start oh. the difficulty up. It gets hard. It goes hard um, because not only have you got to keep an eye on where you are currently, you've got to keep an eye on where it's coming next. Mm. And because what's demanded of you is sometimes flicked inputs, uh, diagonal inputs, certain combinations, um, it really, really goes for it. Now, the game is held back a little bit by the fact that other than playing the songs and playing the songs in a random order in a quote-unquote dungeon, there's not really much setup. but that that's not necessarily the worst thing in a rhythm game. It's certainly not held others back. For whatever reason, it feels a little bit more glaring in a mission in this package, but the package is so generous otherwise with the amount of music that comes. There is some paid DLC, but it's mostly like side games and extra stuff. So I spent a few pounds on some tracks from Chrono Trigger and The World Ends With You. Um, as, as a rhythm game, it's just really, really excellent. And as a celebration of Final Fantasy music, again, really excellent. Worth shouting out, there is a Dragon Quest version that never got a, an official release outside of Japan. Um, but as with um, Elite Beat Agents and the, the Wendon equivalents from Japan, very, very infinitely playable as long as you can like remember roughly which track is which to find the song you want to play. Nice. I've heard a lot um, of good things about it because I, I remember I picked it up for three days ages ago and I never really touched it. And then I've heard all these people talking about how good it is. And I'm like, shit, I should try this at some point. <laughs> it, it's also a weird playthrough from the perspective of people who are like beating lots of games for the purposes mm. of talking about them on a podcast, because you don't really beat theater uh... and, and so Curtain Call, at least, which is the version I have, which is like 
an expanded port with a load of the original DLC and then some new DLC of its own. Um, once you've played enough songs and accrued enough points, it just rolls credits. And it's like, gotcha. carry on if you want. So I, it, it, it's a game I like will go to and, and play in bursts. It's like a, a peak and trough kind of game. It's always in my 3DS case, but it's not very often in my 3DS. But ah, it is an gotcha. excellent game. Um, well, speaking of excellent games, uh, why don't we go on to our current uh, definitive modern interpretation? So this would be like the game that we sort of consider to be like, you know, this is fucking it, right? Like when it comes to like cool. playing now, this is it. And I think Rick and I, we got the same one on here, which I was not surprised when I saw you put it on. Before we go into it, did you also deliberate between picking this and Wii Music or was that just me? I never played Wii Music. <laughs> I can only remember Miyamoto showing it on. <laughs> it's every bit as terrible as it looked on stage. That one truly um, is a modern masterpiece, but that's that, that's not quite a modern. That's like now a little <laughs> bit older, right? So that's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> All jokes aside, Beat Saber is what we both went for, and it's just something else. Not only is it an excellent showcase of the art, it is the pinnacle of rhythm gaming. It like nothing else you move with the music and that elevates the experience as does the immersion of being in the track. You know, it's not yeah. like a lane on a screen. Like the music's coming at you and you are physically striking the notes. Yeah. Um oh it's yeah there's nothing far, there's nothing like it. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned, it is the greatest rhythm rhythm game ever. Like it's just Yeah. There, Nothing touches it, right? And like, I'm sure someday there will be something, but at the moment, nothing touches it. Even in the VR space, there is nothing close to what Beat Saber offers. Um, and, and to the point where it's like, you know, I remember like, because my partner wasn't really sure. Like I got VR and she was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, hold on. And like, I put it on and I was like, I want you to try this. And then she was like, oh, and like, we just was going to town. And like for a while there- It's like, the killer app. Yeah, she was using it for like some exercise. And I was like, yeah, because it give her like some of the tough ones. And you honestly- you can get some pretty decent cardio playing Beat Saber. (laughs) As long as you do like exaggerated movements, you're going to have a good time. And like, it's just so fucking cool. And like, and once you mod it as well, fuck man, you just have every song you want. And there are some like really excellent curated, um, like packs, uh, for songs and stuff. And like, just about anything you want, you can find out there. Now, sometimes I will say, um, the modding community and like I can't I can't begrudge them for this. It makes perfect sense. A lot of the songs skew difficult, right? And I think that's mostly sure. because listen, if you're in the community, you've been playing the fucking thing for a long time to the point where you're willing to mod it. You're probably pretty good at Beat Saber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that being said, there are still plenty that have like a range of difficulty, um, but I, I would say expect most to be fairly difficult. Um, at the very least. But anyway, Beat Saber is just chef's kiss. Um, the killer app for VR, frankly. <laughs> well, yeah, since I, I haven't played uh, Beat Saber, and I I haven't played Beat Saber. I don't have like a VR set or anything like that. My next pick is Taiko Natatsujin with a caveat, with a Taiko. With an actual drum, because otherwise you are going to I get carpal tunnel trying to play this on a controller or a keyboard. A keyboard isn't that bad, but in a controller, yeah, you will get carpal tunnel. I guarantee it. Um, but I 
feel like the ultimate experience for Tekken at Tatsujin, Drum Master, and the other ones that I can't remember the name of them that have come out recently, um, is to play it without an actual drum. And like to feel the drum as you play the game. And it gets like, some of the tracks get very, very difficult. Like, and they're like offbeat tracks that, oh my God, they're hell. They are like living hell trying to play those. But I feel like they're like very, very fun overall. And if you have a, a friend to play it with and battle it out, then it, yeah, it, it is amazing. Taika is wonderfully accessible as well. Like mm. um, some rhythm games do have a bit of a ceiling, but it's literally a drum. You've got your center hits, you've got your rim hits, you've got the, the drum rolls, and that's kind of it. Um, and there is something satisfying about the tactility of just bouncing um, a stick off a drum. We've got an arcade, I think I've talked about it um, in one of our weekly episodes, we've got an arcade that has a Taika and a Tatsujin set, and it is a special breed of fun. Um, yeah. Nice. I never played yeah. it, but it sounds like it's fun. It's like you should. I mean, it's on Vita. It's also on Switch. Like, um, you yeah. can get it. You can you can Here's play on the Switch couple tonally, um, <laughs> or you can get like an official Hori drum at home sort of thing. It's not quite going to match the arcade ones, but like, it's still pretty strong. Yeah, I'll probably wait to try it in like an arcade at some point. I'll go to Japan someday. Yeah gonna play or man, more likely korea actually but anyway <laughs> at some point it's like um, to japan <laughs> oh no oh, well on that case let's move on to acquired tastes um <laughs> totally fair totally fair <laughs> which uh, I, i'm proud of that segment just um, freak's joke yeah. yes exactly speaking of my humor yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so this is kind of the hidden gem acquired taste sort of thing i, I was a little split here between two um I talked about Everhood a little bit. Everhood, I would place under the seriously acquired taste uh, in the sense that like, I didn't really enjoy it, but I, some people really loved it because it's kind of that Undertale-ish, like it's trying to be Undertale, but it's not as good. Um, but the rhythmy moment of like your battles take place on this like, kind of grid where you're dodging stuff. And it's also hard because like, is it really rhythm? Because you're not really trying to play to a beat. You're just trying to dodge items with some cool music playing. So I, I kind of struggled a little. I was like, I don't know. Does this count as rhythm necessarily? Because like, you're not really trying to hit a beat or anything. So eh, I was a little torn. Like it is kind of in the rhythm world because again, the music's there. And if you do sort of flow with the beat a bit, it'll help you. But eh, I don't know. Uh, it's an edge case for sure. Yeah, it's like right at the edge. Because like, I wouldn't call it like saying our wild hearts, which is like, you know, I'm kind of lame or anything, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's no guitar hero, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, mm. But the other one is Rhythm Heaven Gold, which I think this is a true um, uh, hidden gem. And so look, this 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 game has a lot of fucking names um, because the Rhythm Heaven Gold, I think the gold just comes from the fact that it was like a gold DS case uh, released out here, but I think some places it was called that, but then others it's just called Rhythm Heaven, whatever. It's the DS. Also <laughs> worth noting, like Rhythm Heaven is Rhythm Paradise in EU. Yes. It's Rhythm Tengoku in Japan. Yeah. So depending on which region you're in, it's just a, a different title. Which is odd because let alone from game to game. Tengoku's like closest translation is like heaven, right? So that's why <laughs> it made sense here. But Paradise is also heaven, I guess. So it's fine. I don't know. This is one of those <laughs> games that has 
one of the most just fucked naming conventions. Like it is just a pain in the ass to figure out what you're talking about with this. But it's really, it's really neat. It's definitely a hidden gem and kind of acquired taste in the sense that like it is a rhythm game, but it's more warrior than it is, um, you know, Beat Saber or whatever, right? Like it's not about like playing a track. It's about playing small kind of unique, uh, funny little micro uh, rhythm games, essentially. Um, and they kind of combine. So like, you'll, you know, you'll play through a bunch of singular ones and then they'll have like a mixtape type thing where you'll play and you'll play with all of them kind of like put together into this one sort of like rhythmy song type thing. Um, and it's very Japanese and it's uh, very neat. And anytime, this is one of my members, why I talked about how whenever there is like fucking um, offbeats, I die because this game loves to throw you curveballs and do like, like, you know, unsyncopated beats and stuff. And I just like, I can't do it. My brain cannot, cannot go offbeat. Like I will try so hard. I remember I talked about Rick with this at one point. Cause it was like one where it's like, you know, it'd be like if it was like a four by four, it was like on every, like, you know, in between. And I just, I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> Especially if it's not there. My brain was just like, nope, nope. I think it's from all the like, grew up playing piano and I had the fucking metronome drilled into my goddamn brain and I, they'd be just like, you're off then you're off offbeats are kind of syncopated as well. Dun, 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 dun. I love good but offbeats. it's different and it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I like different listening to I people like do it. it, but I can't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think Rhythm Heaven is like, it's really fun and really neat and it's just such a different take on rhythm games um, okay. that I highly recommend people try it. But what about y'all? I don't know. Rick, what's this game you I've have got, here? <laughs> I've got a real deep cut. So this is one of the first games I ever played on Steam. Um, and it's a little indie thing called Before the Echo. Hmm. So it is a musical RPG. It's quite short. The whole concept is you have three different musical channels. Um, one where you... And the musical channels have like a, a four-way D-pad, like a dance-dance type thing. Uh, it's all played on keyboard. Uh, one channel is for um, recharging your mana. One channel is for attacking with that mana. And then one channel is for defending against enemy attacks. And they're always one-on-one -on -one battles to music. Uh, the music is great, which is a big part of it. Gameplay is, you know, solid. Um, just about lasts the game's sort of six, seven-ish hour runtime, if memory serves. Um, but it's it's an interesting one. And... I haven't really seen much like it. Um, I, can't, I can't really think of anything particularly that I've seen that tries to do a similar kind of thing. Um, and it really worked. There was an okay story in there as well. The music really was the draw. Mm. Um, what better place than this category and this kind of um, episode of the podcast to highlight a game like that? Is the thinking behind bringing it up. Like, it's not mind-blowingly, exceptionally amazing. But it's solid and really good. And I had a lot of fun when I played it. I remember having a good time. So, yeah. Nice. Um, and then finally, just to, to round us out, um, I did foreshadow it, Paola. Tell us about Persona 4 Dancing All Night. I absolutely love this game. And sadly, the on there's only two ways of playing this. One on the Vita and one if you got the Dancing All Night Dancing All Night collection. I don't remember the name of the collection, but it had Dancing Starlight and Dancing Moonlight. Don't fall for those. Those are those suck. 
uh, but it had Dancing All Night for PS4 in all its HD glory. Uh, the reason I'm putting this on more a hidden game or hidden gem or a fire taste is that in there's a thing that well, it is very the availability is very limited, but also mm. you have to be um, a persona fan to get the most out of it. In my opinion, you can be like new to persona and still have fun with it because I actually played this before Persona Four, and I actually adored it. But after I played Persona Four, the game really started to shine for me because, well, it's more like let's be honest, it's more fun servicey for for the fans in a way. But also, it has a story that makes more sense, and the thematics makes more sense if you um, play the affirmation game. Um, and also, the the other thing is that I still feel that this is both an acquired taste and both a hidden gem because <laughs> even if it has like these um, uh, visual novel segments that take forever and may put off a lot of people, when you get to the rhythm uh, parts, it really shines. And the story isn't bad either. Like, out of all the Persona rhythm games, I feel, like, even the best. out of the Persona spin-off, I feel this is one of the better stories. So yeah, that is my final pick for the day. Nice. Hmm. We went through a lot of games here. I mean, yeah, this is a genre that apparently we are all very fond of. <laughs> Um, nice. Well, you know, if anyone, if you have games that you love that you're like, how did they not talk about this one? Uh, let us know. Um, we're always happy to. I think the last one that we talked about was the, uh, we were the point and clicks and we got some excellent, uh, comments about, um, different games and whatnot off that. And I, we love reading those. So if you want to leave more and tell us about some of your games that you think, oh, this would have been a good one too, then please send sure. it our way. Um, we're happy to, to take a look yeah. at all that. You never know. We may discover our, our next favorite game here in the comments mm. below. That's very true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this episode of New Game Plus. Tune in next time. Do Peace. Bye.